Hello and welcome to Bestie Hotline with your besties, Revs. What am I supposed to do? Can you just do it right for once? I don't remember what I'm supposed to do. You're like breaking out in hives. It's not my wheelhouse. You're the presenter of the duo. Fine. Hello and welcome to Bestie Hotline. Bring, bring. I'm your host, Gemma Peanut. And here's my gal pal, Ramsey. We're here to solve your dilemmas. It's Friday, bitches. And we are back, baby. Life is normal. Everyone's about to get COVID. Oh, Jesus. Pubs are open. Bars are open. It's all happening. Christmas parties popping off. Oh, yeah. It's festivity mode in high drive. So it's a bit exciting. And um, personally, I've had a few too many margies lately. What, this morning? Not this morning. I've just, I've gone hard with lockdown lifting. Yep. And I can't believe there's a whole festive season ahead to like pickle my liver with. You really have to brace yourself for you it, do. don't you? You do. You have to pace yourself, brace mm-hmm. yourself, check yourself before, before you, you wreck, wreck yourself. yourself. Anyway, enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm swell. Swell. Yes, it's Friday. Yay. End of the week. End of the week. Feeling good. Feeling good. Like, like I should. That's a really old school favourite TikTok song. Oh, is it a TikTok song? I thought I was unique for liking that song. Nah, that oh, was well. so six months ago, but that's cool, babe. I'll jam it with you. No biggie. <laughs> that's my favourite kind of song. Yes. Is like a chill but yeah. bouncy kind of Sunday morning vibe. Yeah. Sunday Arvo vibe even. Yeah. Just yeah. like sundown sessions. Sundown is. Cocktail hour vibes. Yeah. Just like chilling in the background. Yeah. A little bit of a bounce. <laughs> you know how my husband is the king of playlists? Mm-hmm. Lately, he's been putting on tunes that belong in a nightclub. And I'm like, what's oh, going on here? No. You're fucking with my chill vibes. What, what's happened to him? I don't know. And he's a little bit deaf. Okay. My husband only had 40% of his hearing when he was a kid. Oh my God. Which is why he has difficulty with spelling and stuff like that, which is fine. But I thought it got fixed. <laughs> like, my understanding is that his hearing was repeated. My understanding was we've been through this <laughs> and we've moved on. But he blasts music. Yeah, he so does la- blast Like it. you can't talk over the top of it. No. You can only scream. And mm. I'm like, babe, this is not ambient. No, no, no. It's hackers. It's the club. Yeah, it's the club, club Rooney. <laughs> yeah, it's intense. And he's got so many other great playlists. But at the moment, he seems to be hitting the real club vibes. And I'm mm. like, babe, are you going through a midlife crisis? Are you okay, babe? What's going on? Are you okay, huh? Yeah. That's no good. You need a Sunday Jams playlist. And he has many, and I wish he would just favour those. Yes. So we're fighting over music at the moment. Anyway. Anyway, enough about us. Let's focus on our DL with a DL. (laughs) I can't. When life gives you dilemmas, we make dilemonade. I actually like that. I'm here for this. Our DL has a dilemonade. No. Oh my god. Our DL has a dilemma, and we're gonna make dilemonade. Yes. Okay, who's called today? Ring, ring. Hey, besties. Okay, so my problem is I have a friend who I've been friends with for a couple of years now. She has a daughter who is about 10 years old, and every single time we catch up, we hang out, the kids play, all she does is bitch about her daughter. Ooh. Um, she calls her nasty words, says how much she hates her behavior, she's sick of her, blah, 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 all the things, calls her a bitch, calls her a little C word, all the things, and I just don't 
know what to do about it anymore. I am at the point where we hang out and we chat on the phone. I'm like, how are you? How are the husband? How's the husband? How's your kids? Blah, blah, blah. And she's just like, so-and-so is fucking pisses me off and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I know we all have shit mum weeks, but I'm at the point where I'm like, this makes me feel really uncomfortable and I don't know what to do. I don't know how to approach her about it. I don't know whether she needs support or there's something else going on, but mm. I am stuck. Besties, please, please help. Also, I should add for context, she talks this way about her daughter in front of her, uh, to her, and in front of my daughter, who's half her age. Um, And I just don't know what to do about it. It's really quite degrading, super disrespectful, and send help. Shit. Shit, that took a turn. Yeah, that really did take a turn. It went from like, she just talks shit about her daughter to she calls her the C word. Yeah, fuck. That's heckers. Do you know what the tipping point is for this DL? Is like, if she's saying that shit in front of her kid, as in the DL's kid, you kind of have to take a stance because you've got a model for your kid. Absolutely. That's not okay. I think I'd be phasing that friend out of my life. It's a really tough position to be in because obviously the DL's friend feels safe in her mm. company that she can really bear all yeah. with her mothering and her parenting. I just can't condone that. We're allowed to have shit parent moments. We all whinge yeah. about our kids. Yeah. You know, they can be absolute assholes some days. Yeah. Jerk city. But we don't tell them that to their faces. Yeah. Sorry to be so pearl clutchy. <laughs> no judgment. But um, yeah, that's really full on. I don't know. It does sound to me like something going on for her. Definitely. She said, I don't know, does she need support? And maybe you could start there it's funny whenever we do bestie hotline because when we hear our dl's dilemmas (laughs) i'm I'm just gonna trip up on this forever but i'm committed when we hear our dl's dilemmas i always have more questions Mm. so my question for this dl would be with her friend having a 10 year old daughter how long have they been friends was there a time when Mm. she didn't talk shit about her daughter behind her back is it a new behavior is it new behavior and that's why you find it so disarming Mm. Or is it a new friendship yeah. that was masking all this bullshit behavior at the start and now she just feels comfortable with you to mm. unload and you're like, oh, I'm actually not down for this and I don't want to subscribe to this kind of parent chat? It's a rare one, but you do hear of this mother-daughter dynamic yes. of like clashing, mm-hmm. especially if they're really similar. Yep. If like the two females are really similar, that it can be really clashy. My mum and sister had a really clashy relationship. Not when my sister was 10. That seems extreme. <laughs> but um, when she was a teenager, it was like they should not be living in the same house. Like mm. they just clash so hard. And now they're like best friends. Mm. But I guess the, what's not really the issue is that the issue is not the relationship. It's the, the chat. I feel like there are two schools of thought here or two approaches you can take. Mm -hmm. One is to phase out that friend, as you said, because Mm. that is problematic. Like if I toxic and draining. Yeah. I have come across new friendships in my life where it's been an intoxicating relationship and very quickly it's turned and I'm Mm. like, oh, actually you're an energy sapper. Mm. You're a drainer. All you want to do is talk about your problems. Uh And I actually walk away from our catch feeling de-energized mm. and exhausted mm-hmm. and I can't hold space for that person anymore and I've yeah. had to phase out because it's too hard. And often that friendship starts as like a really sparkly, energetic, effervescent sort fun. of fun. Like, oh my God, I've met this new mum friend. She's so yes. awesome. Like, she's so much such a good time. We have that. And then it's like, oh no, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but the alternative option, mm. because if the other option is to do the phase out, the other option is to confront it head on yes. and actually bring it up with them yeah. and risk 
either losing them as a friend yeah. or waking them up yeah. to what they're not realizing yeah. that they're doing. I'm less about waking people up to their own shit as I get older. I just feel like one, is it my place to wake anyone up to their own shit? And two, who is it really serving? Do you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know though. I feel like a little 10 year old girl being called yeah. the C word yeah. and being degraded in the company of other people uh, yeah. is yeah. awful that I, I don't know. There's a part of me that feels a responsibility to shine the light on that to be mm-hmm. like hey have you ever considered how damaging mm. this might be to your child you know in the same way as if someone like this is an extreme example but if you know someone's an alcoholic mm-hmm. and they're driving their kids to and from yeah. school drunk totally it's like do you sit back and say nothing because it's not, not your, your place yeah or do you intervene but if you didn't intervene what if something happened and they had a car accident yeah. and you knew about it and you could have maybe taken steps to prevent something like yeah. it, it's a really complicated and layered situation okay I think I know what I would do what would you do I think I would frame it as a check-in on the mum but I would set it up so I would do it over text yeah and I would say hey babe I just want to bring something up with you I hope it's not overstepping I've noticed that you talk a lot of shit about your kid. You can phrase that however you want. I noticed that you've had a lot of tension with blah, blah, Mary. And I've noticed it's become most of what you talk about. I just wanted to check in and see that you're coping. Mm. Is there anything you need? Is there any way I can support you? Something like that. Like, yeah. and not, not in a disingenuous way. Cause she genuinely said like, I don't know if she just needs support. Yeah. Um, but frame it as like, are you okay? Yes. But also label what's going on. I think it's important to yeah. And this is not the rollicking Friday vibes we were after. It is not. This is serious <laughs> Sally stuff. <laughs> All right, serious Savannah. Savannah. <laughs> now, if you're the kind of person who doesn't like confrontation, mm. <laughs> but also you don't want to lose this friendship, mm. maybe you're holding on to the flame of what the friendship once was pre-kids yeah. or whatever, I don't know. Then another thing you can do, I think, is model the behavior of the kind of conversations you want to have when you catch up. Mm-hmm. I've been in situations before where I've had to actively steer the conversation away from certain things. Mm-hmm. It can be quite effective and it forces them to kind of stop talking about that because it's that whole enabler thing, right? It takes two people to have a conversation. Uh If you disengage from that kind of toxic chat about their daughter in terms of not fueling it by being like, yeah, mm, it's tough, isn't it? you can kind of deflect away from it and bring up something else. Yeah. Because maybe, just maybe, although it sounds like this person has zero self-awareness, they'll pick up on the fact that you're not willing to indulge in that kind of chat with them. Yeah. If I was the DL, I would be so much more worried about my kid observing this than the actual behavior. I mean, obviously there's concern for this 10 year old, even if she is a little C word, yeah. <laughs> she shouldn't be labeled that in company. So how do you combat that and protect your little one's ears? Well, also that's your only real job in this, yes. right? Like, yes, we can have concern and get involved, but your only real job in this scenario is to protect your little cub, right? Yeah. I don't know, I'd just be having a chat with her. If she's 10, you could totally have a chat and be like, hey, I felt really uncomfortable when blah, blah said this about blah, blah. Yeah. How did it make you feel? Something like that. Just so that your kid knows you don't condone it. Absolutely. It's also okay to model for your kid socially how you get on with things, you know, like you don't have to always tackle everything in the moment because we don't. Mm. Sometimes we need to process things and think about it. It's funny. Like I was in a situation really recently where someone was talking very passionately about the Christian Porter stuff. 
Oh, okay. Yep. And how, you know, that classic misogynist argument of there's two sides to every story. Her parents don't even believe her, like all this kind of thing. And my daughter was listening. So I was like, I absolutely cannot let this go. Like I have to have my opinion because I want my kid to know that I completely disagree Disagree, and that that kind of chat is not okay. And, And so I arced up purely for her yeah and it did get me into a lot of hot water it put a little strain on a relationship but you know like I needed to do that to model that for my kid absolutely but also I think we underestimate the intelligence of a 10 year old totally I can sort of cast my mind back to a time when I was growing up I had a friend who had an intensely strict dad oh and quite a scarily strict dad. He yelled, he used to punish her and all in my company. So even if I was having a sleepover, he was actually really vile to her. But I knew that my parents never spoke to me that way. So, Mm. and I would say I was about 11 years old when I was exposed to this, that I just felt really lucky. Mm. And I would go home and sort of tell my mum, oh, her dad said this. And again, very degrading stuff. But you weren't like, oh, that's what parents do. Not at all. Not even slightly. And my (laughs) mum, well, interestingly, my mum stopped me from then having sleepovers there Mm. because I divulged what I had witnessed. And I guess that was her way of protecting me. But unfortunately, you can't control the behavior of other parents. Yeah. And it's important also to remember it's not our job to protect our kids from the world. Exactly. Like it's our job to arm them with the resilience to handle the realness of the world. I guess my point is, is that if you're a parent who models degrading your children you can trust that if your child is exposed to that it will be just as jarring for them yeah in a way that they'll go oh my parents never talk to me that way but it exposes them to the realities of the world yeah yeah so it's not necessarily <sighs> devastating to them because that they don't live with that day in day out i'm yeah. concerned for the child that yeah, is to be honest i, I feel like my kid would have a level of understanding to know that that shit does not go down or fly yeah. in our household. Yeah. Are you watching Parental Guidance on Channel 9? No. Look, this is a bit of a not spawn. It's Channel 9. They so don't need my shout out. <laughs> but it's a new show called Parental Guidance where they have, I think it's 10 different families who approach parenting in 10 different styles. Oh, cool. So you've got like the... Ten. Yeah. There are 10 styles of parenting. Well, I, I will say some of them, are, they're a bit forced. Okay. Like, because they're trying to fit them into a box just to keep the show interesting and to label yeah, everyone because yeah, yeah. every family needs a label. But what I like about it is the diversity. So they've got attachment parenting parents who are all about words of affirmations and labeling feelings and your child never has a tantrum they have only big feelings and everything (laughs) needs to be explained to them when you watch the footage of them with their kids like it looks kind of exhausting (laughs) like constantly having to get down on their level get down on their level and squash your (laughs) own frustrations and anger to very patiently explain it and then you've got the other extreme where there's this uber religious Catholic family where they raise their kids to respect authority Mm -hmm. quote unquote that's what they say and how they describe it and then you've got the nature parents whose kids don't attend school yet and they live in a tent and they hang out amongst the trees (laughs) come nut babies exactly and then you also have this lovely gay couple who have quads four boys and 
their parenting style is super structured but full of love. Okay. Which I was like, I feel like I identify with that. Yeah, we all think we're that one because that sounds the nicest. (laughs) No way! No way! I've got friends who are like, we don't have structure and we thrive without structure. We thrive in the chaos. Yes, whereas I'm like, no, I need a strict bedtime. I I know my parenting style anymore. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not chaotic. It's not for sure. I do have structure. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even be able to self-identify in a particular Yeah, I'm trying to think of the look, the series has just started. Okay. It's three episodes deep. Yeah. I've only watched the first episode. So there's still a lot to be revealed because the first episode only covers five families okay. and there's five, five others more. that I haven't been exposed to yet. Okay. I found the show interesting. My husband is like, How can you watch this? We parent all, all day, day. <laughs> and then you want to sit and watch a show yeah, about yeah. parenting. And I'm like, no, I find it fascinating yeah. to be exposed to other parenting approaches and styles. Yeah, totally. So you're super structured, full of love. I mean, I maybe I'm not super structured. No, but you I, are, you are. Am I? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Babe, you run a tight you're Von Trapp. Captain Von Trapp <laughs> over here. Yeah, you've practically got a whistle. Lol. <laughs> As if. But then you're also like, Edelweiss, Edelweiss. So I'm just the sound of music. You're just the sound of music. I'm you, that. You're Captain Von Trapp and Fräulein Maria in one. Love it. I'll own that. <laughs> I feel like I'm, she'll be right, give me a cuddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that vibe. She'll be right, love your heaps. You're not a routine Nazi like me. Um, I am. Well, I'm, my kids are older, so I can have a bit more flex now. Mm. I was when they were younger. Like it used to be seven o'clock, get out of my sight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got to be asleep. Now they can hang a little longer and I don't need to be so strict. Yeah. But I'm still like, if we have one late night, the next night is seven o'clock bedtime. I think that's where my structured approach comes from. I have on occasion bent yep. outside of the structure, yep. let Rafa stay up uh-huh. till 8.30 instead yep. of her hard seven o'clock bedtime. And I always pay. Yeah, you pay for it for days. And I just go, it's not worth it. Not worth it. So I have to be that lame parent where it's like, gotta go, bedtime. And then the other parents are like, oh, whatever, bye. And I know they're still having fun. Yeah. But I just, I can't. I need my kids to sleep. And I need that adult time. Han GP. Anyway, enough about us. Once again, we've made Bestie Hotline about us. Have we made any Deliminate? I don't know if we have. Phase are out. Find a new friend. Yeah, this was a particularly this tough is, dilemma. It's tricky. It's it is really, tricky. really tricky. I think you got to remember at the end of the day, only thing that is really up to you is how you parent and your kid. Yeah. But if you're worried about her, I would reach out. Definitely. Just do a check-in. Frame it that way. Yeah. See how it goes down. You never know. It might open up Pandora's box and then she just completely verbal vomits everything that's been going on because she feels like she's had permission yeah. to open up. Sounds exhausting. Or <laughs> hope you've got a spew bucket. Or maybe she'll just clam up. Yeah. Or she'll be like, I'm fine. Damn, there's nothing going on in her life. She's She's just just a bitch. Yeah. Oh, good luck, DL. Please slide on in and give us any updates or a bit more information about your friendship status and situation. Report back. Well, well, what are you doing on this Friday night? It's Friday night. What is that? Is that a real song or is that like a song you made up one time that you sing every single Friday? It's probably something I heard on trending on TikTok. Yeah, right. But I only know that first line. It's Friday night and it feels alright. So you know the song. I don't know. Is it a real song? Probably. Oh, anyway, it's a song now. <laughs> Have you got a good Friday up your sleeve? Ah, uh, just going for a fam dinner. Oh, that's nice. Mm, little cheese platter, little bottle of wine. 
I've actually got a weirdly special Friday night. <gasps> What's happening? So, you know my photography course? Yeah. I have a Facebook group called the Shutterbug Grad Group. Yeah. And I'm having dinner with six Shutterbug graduates. Oh my god! Yeah. That's so fun! Yeah. Did, tr- did they win that? Did how they, did, how did, did you select the six? <laughs> <laughs> They're basically six Shutterbugs who have gone on to be professional photographers. Oh, amazing. And I've had great ongoing relationships with them and I just thought I wanted to give back because a lot of them champion my course and support my small business and it means so much so I was like yeah I want to have dinner with them all and take them out oh that'll be fun that will fill your cup I hope so Mm. of course it will what am I talking about it absolutely will yay well happy Friday friends and family (laughs) happy Friday bitches (laughs) happy Friday bitches we love you speak to you next week bye ciao